Blog Talk Radio. Souls on all levels and in all dimensions are on their own evolutionary journey. There is no end point, no specified timing, and no losers. Every soul goes through their own unique experiences, yet we all have much in common. The higher self's evolutionary perspective, then, builds bridges of understanding. Let's move the focus from division and conflict to acceptance and love of ourselves and others. Hey guys, I'm back. As promised, it's Janet and this is the Higher Self Voice. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're a live listener or an archive listener, anyway, I am excited about today's show because I'm bringing some personal information to you that I think is going to make a difference in how you hear it and what makes sense to you. Um, I mentioned in the description of the show that Yes, we're doing divine energies again. This is a slightly different approach. Last week, I did how to use the divine energies to neutralize and heal and to empower using the amalgamation so that we get permission for those energies to become active in the life pattern. So I did that last week. This week, it's going to be about using them simply for the empowerment part, and it's quite a bit different. And I did stumble upon this uh, quite a number of years ago, and I'm going to share that with you. Uh, First, I wanted just to say that we all know what affirmations are. They're part of many modalities, and they're a good thing because they bring us a way to affirm who we are, where we're going, what we we care about, what we want to own about ourselves, whatever the affirmation is. So it's not about using these divine energies instead of affirmations, but perhaps in addition to affirmations. Or you can use them instead. Once you understand the power of the divine energies, you may just find yourself moving over to this technique that I'm going to share with you. Very very easy technique. It is so easy. You can't believe it. Okay. Now, I do also want to mention, even though you are hearing the word divine quite a bit, it is not a word in this context that ties it to any kind of religious uh, belief system. It is simply an acknowledgement that is energy that is The frequency of the energy is much more expanded than the human energy, and it gets its enforcement or its its strength from the originating source of all there is and all there is. Okay, so please remember, too, that these divine energies cannot trespass free will. They can't, if you invite them in, they can never hurt or harm, manipulate or control. They can't do anything. To, that is not in accord with your own divine plan, your own highest ideal is another way to say that. Okay, so what I want to tell you is how I stumbled upon this technique. This was back in 2006, 2007, and I can place the date, which I normally can't, simply because I know I had just gotten the copyright to Joan Culpepper's information. And I was going to, at some point, be moving out to be doing workshops and groups and my healing sessions that I do. But instead of doing them 
for free for friends and anybody, I was going to be doing it as a career, charging money. Not a lot. I never charge a lot, but I do it as a professional now. So I decided one day, just idea popped into my head out of nowhere, I'm going to call on divine vision. And I'm thinking in my mind, okay, what would be the divine energy that would really help my psychic and higher self's vision open, expand, become bigger, greater, more enhanced. If I'm going to charge money for my work, I want to be the best I can be. So I thought, well, I'm going to do this divine vision. It sounded like it would really help me move into the higher realm, the higher frequencies of understanding. So that's what I did. And I just several times, many times a day, I would say divine vision. I am divine vision. I am divine vision. Now, remember, I'm focusing on it. So I'm actually inviting this divine energy in, which is what you would do if you use this technique. I said, divine vision, divine vision. I am divine vision. And I would say it with gusto. Whenever I was standing in the shower, washing dishes, anything, just it downtime for 30 seconds or 40 seconds a minute. I, I never did it for very long. Okay, I did also work, just to be really clear, I also worked on clearing any blocks, you know, using the amalgamation and neutralizing any blocks to my vision, any uh, resistance to expansion, any fears, any misunderstandings, whatever it was, I did work on neutralizing all that stuff. But not as much as just saying, I am divine vision, simply because I am divine vision was so easy, quick, and effortless. Okay. So what happened was over time, and I have no idea how long this was. It was certainly more than weeks. It was months. It could have even been a year or so. I started noticing that my glasses weren't really working for me, um, which was not all that surprising because I had to start wearing glasses in high school and I've been wearing them ever since I'm nearsighted so I can still read a book without glasses but I'm I can't see far so I would use them for driving or going to the movies that sort of thing and every couple of years I get my eyes tested and the prescription would get a little bit worse, a little bit worse each time, and I'd get a new pair. And it was just frustrating and irritating to me, but it was just part of life since I was in high school. Well, at this point, somewhere along the line, um, and I had I have no idea of the timing because I wasn't paying any attention to this side of it. I just start thinking, you know, my glasses really aren't working for me anymore. And then you know, going to get new glasses and that's, you know, <laughs> time and effort, money. And I just thought, you know, I just kept putting it off. Meanwhile, I'm doing divine vision, divine vision, divine vision. And maybe you're going to get an idea of where this is going. But at some point, my glasses were really terrible. They weren't helping hardly at all. So <clears throat> I went to the eye doctor and I told her she was one, uh, my eye doctor that I've used for many years. I said, well, you know, glasses aren't for me. I really, I know I'm going to need a new prescription. 
oh my goodness, and DDD, and she, and the whole time she's giving me the test, she's going, oh yeah, no way your glasses are working for you. And I'm thinking, oh, this must be a big jump this time, not a little jump. And I was just really getting so discouraged. And then she pushes that machine aside and she said, yeah, you definitely need a new pair because your eyes, one eye is 50% better and the other eye is 40% better. Well, I had the biggest aha moment. I went, I didn't say anything to her. I just said, really? And she said, we sometimes see improvement, but this is major. And she was very impressed. She, she kind of said, I don't know what you're doing, but this is great. And I'm just sitting there like a deer in headlines because it never occurred to me. There was never one iota of intention at, for me at that point in time to improve my eyesight. I never connected it. You have to understand, I understand so much more now than I did, what, 13, 14, 15 years ago. So I absolutely was shocked, but thrilled. And yes, I did get a new pair of glasses. But my eyes really weren't all that bad anyway. It's just, but they, she said they went back to like 25, 30 years ago. So it was really really exciting and that's the first way that i discovered you just use the divine energy just like that i am divine vision and not only is it going to work because it certainly did expand my abilities and i'm not going into that simply because that's kind of the obvious side of it the eyesight was the shocker that's what made me pay attention and boy did i pay attention and then guess what i immediately forgot it just went out of my mind until the next time. Okay, sometimes we need a reminder, guys. So that wasn't, even as amazing as it was, it wasn't enough of a reminder for me. And I laugh about it when I look back on it. A few years later, I think maybe, you know, now I don't know the date, but I would say five or six years later, maybe. Remember, I'm still always working on myself, neutralizing and empowering, just like I talked about last week, just like I do my healing for the most part on the show, even though I haven't done many since I started back again. But in any case, I was in Vermont and I was just starting to write my second book and When I do start a book, I often go to Vermont because I have family and friends there and I'll take two or three months to get out of my environment with all the stuff that calls on us and all the activities, all the people, all the everything, you know, when we're at our home base. And so I go away purposely in order to be really able to focus on starting a book and it's a big deal. I like to get the basics down, the basic foundation of the book down, then I can come back and in the free time between all my stuff, I can, I can do the book. So I went there and almost right away, I would go out walking every day. The friend that I stayed with would go off to work every day and I'd stay at her place and I would go out walking every morning. I often would get information about the book, what to put in it, Um, the perspective, uh, new information, um, with a way to unfold it. I would get a lot of information. I'd also do work on myself and on others, like I always do when I walk. 
But at some point early on, maybe a few days into it, I got out of the blue, call in divine spine. I'm like, what? And I had no idea what the heck I was supposed to do with divine spine. So I did kind of remember the vision thing at that point. So I said, okay. And I just started saying without understanding anything as to why I wasn't sure if that was higher self information, but it is not something that I typically that I would ever get. So I just started doing just like I did with the divine vision. I am divine spine and I would do it all day long. It gave me plenty of time to still do stuff on my book or healings or whatever, but I would just call in. I am divine spine. I am divine spine. I am divine spine without having a clue. But if it came to me by that time, I'd learned to honor stuff that comes to me. Okay. To trust it. Well, a few days before I left Vermont, now we're talking almost three months later, we, uh, my friend and I and a few people, other people there, I have a lot of friends and family in Vermont, so it's like a home away from home, and so there was uh, many people that were going to come over kind of as a, not a goodbye dinner specifically, but just so that we could all get together before I left, and we decided we would get pizza from the pizza place not too far just around the corner down the down the dirt road and around <laughs> around the corner and so we did and my friend and I went together and we got four or five big extra large pizzas different flavors and so we get them they're done we walk out I've got three giant boxes in my arms and she's got a couple three in her arms and she's ahead of me, and we have to go down these. It's um, an old mill from the 1700s, I think, a wool, woolen mill. And it has been, you know, redone as a mall, the Mill Mall, okay? And it happens to be in Bridgewater, Vermont. And the stairs to go down from the pizza place are outside. They are weather-worn, we're talking couple hundred years, okay, they're weather-worn, very warped, and slanted downward, very smooth. I had on shoes that had absolutely no grip, and without paying any attention, I'm walking down the stairs, and one of my feet goes out from under me, and I fall. I'm madly trying to hold on to the pieces, and I fall on my tailbone. It was loud. Nothing broke my fall. And my friend in front of me literally thought I must have broken my back. And she just stopped and turned around. I did end up losing the pizzas. They did go flying at some point. But she turned around and I could at least talk. I, I was functional. And in fact, I was able to get up and walk to the car. I was in a lot of pain. There was no bracing the fall at all. And we go home, I go straight to bed. All I have is aspirin or Tylenol or something like that. I take that and I work on myself literally all night. I had to get up the next morning to go to a brunch with some family members and I did that and I never even told them I fell. 
But in any case, I never went to the doctor. But here's what I want to tell you. What came up for me after that fall was this huge fear of being vulnerable, physically vulnerable. Now, I just, I've never broken a bone. I'm basically coordinated. I've done, I don't know, eight or 10 sports, um, really athletic and sports minded when I was growing up. And so I just always had a physical confidence. But that fall brought up this deep, deep fear of being vulnerable physically. And I'd never had it before. And so I just had to dive in to release that fear to neutralize it because it was so uncomfortable. It was really terrible, as you can imagine. And I did. I kept working on it, working on it, working on it, working on it. And at some point, I asked the higher self, maybe a week or two later, I said to the higher self, what the heck? Why did I have to do that fall? What's going on here? And here's what they said. This is what I want to share. They said, number one, that fear of physical frailty or physical vulnerability is one because you haven't had physical issues before. It's not one you could consciously decide consciously, oh, I'm going to work on fear of hurting myself because I really, sure, I'm, I'm a skier, I'm a skater. I've, I've done a lot of stuff, a diver, and I fell down. I hurt myself, but it was never serious. So they said, at the soul level, you determined to get rid of this fear. And so you called it in. You called in and organized the fall. But here's what else you did. And this is what I want to tell you guys. You called in divine spine. So when you fell, you fell on the strongest part of your body. You fell so it would be painful. It would bring up the fear, but not a disability not anything crippling. And they said the pizzas too were part of the protection because if you had stopped yourself with your arms, guess what? You would have broken both arms, both in calf, and you wouldn't have been able to dress, drive, write, anything without help all day long, eat even. So, you, so they said you brought the pattern in, but because you listened and you worked on being divine spine, you protected yourself. So you got the benefit of releasing the fear that you didn't need to carry anymore. And you protected yourself so it didn't turn into any massively major horrible thing. Okay? So that's the second time. And let me tell you, I've never forgotten since. It, I don't have to be reminded a third time. And I'm going to tell you about another time that I used it. Okay, I would say this is maybe started about three and a half years ago. I can check this one a little better. But at some point, and I think maybe I would do a different one every day or all day long, but no, I don't. Now, if somebody else would like to do that, you can. But it, for me, it was the constant focus on the same one that felt so successful for me. Anyway. So the next one I thought to do was maybe a couple years later. I can't remember again the timing, but about three and a half years ago, I decided that I was going to do divine partner. I had become very familiar with a lot of the modalities, a lot of the 
um, people who do work like me, and often, most often, they have partners in some way, whether it's a financial partner, whether it's a, a mate, a spouse, um, father, mother, daughter, aunt, uncle, some sort of partnership going on, so they aren't doing everything alone. And I just decided, even though I'm really good alone, I've had my own business before this one that I ran alone. Um, so it's not like I didn't think I could, but I thought, you know, I'm going to call in divine partner. Now, I know enough never to limit it. So I thought of a couple of possibilities for partner. I thought maybe I'll draw in a mate, maybe I'll draw in um, a financial partner, whatever. Those are the ones I'd seen out there, but I just, I didn't care because my divine energies that I have access to that are part of me, they know what's best for me. So I did that. I am divine partner. I am divine partner. I am divine partner. And not having a clue what would manifest. Well, more than one thing manifested. So the first thing that happened was I brought in uh, a guy, it, not a romantic partner, but someone who'd been doing this kind of work that I do, this sort of releasing and neutralizing. And going through the changing of the South, for me, 180 many times, just doing 180 degree turns in my life, just, I just moved so far from the shy, scared, anxiety-ridden, emotional basket case that had, you know, I was afraid of my own shadow. I've done 180 degree turns so many times and I brought in someone who's done the same thing in a different way. He's been doing it on automatic pilot. Mine was all consciously determined. I want to work on this pattern. I want to work on that pattern, et cetera, et cetera. His was always, um, it came, it just started happening to him about three, three and a half, four years ago. And he, his was fast and furious Mine was slower. I had time to acclimate and integrate the changes, the energetic changes. His came so fast and furious. There was no time to adjust. He just did this big, massive thing. And then an hour later, something else. And three hours later, something after that. It was as if he had no control. Of course, he was in control, but at the soul level. He didn't know what was going on at the mind level. I knew what was going on at the mind level, but mine was much, much slower. So... He came in and, oh, my God, each of us had someone to share in a detailed, deep way. He was able to see uh, the fifth dimensional energies like I can. He was able to communicate to me. He didn't have the, the language, the words that I had, but that made no difference because I would say, well, what about this? Or I've been experiencing that. And he goes, oh, I know exactly what you mean. And he has different vocabulary but we could communicate on a level that I hadn't been able to communicate with just about anyone since Joan Culpepper died. So <clears throat> that was the first partner I brought in. It was a complete joy. We were able to really validate one another, help each other understand what we were going through. We came from different directions. So we uh, often, um, Somebody would get stuck one place and the other person would help or vice versa. It was just a tremendously validating and exciting process. I moved in the first few months of uh, knowing him. I probably moved the equivalent of 
two or three prior years. It just because I had so much motivation, I'm working very intensely on myself and on others, as I always do, because I bring them in, and I'm just working, working, working. It was just an amazing, I don't know, I must have gotten a dozen or two dozen past lives on myself. I mean, just kept opening up so much just to have that ability to share and brainstorm. Okay, well, that was the first one. The second one partner I brought in was a writing partner. Now, that was completely unexpected. I've always written my books myself, and I wrote the third book, as I've mentioned to you. But the editor of that book uh, is a friend of mine. I met through the my meetup groups. We become good friends. She became the editor for that massive mother of a book. <laughs> and so when I decided to turn that book into a TV series, I asked her to help me. She has experience with writing scripts. She's very knowledgeable, very, you know, really good at writing. I'm, I'm more the kind that gives you the direct information. She's the kind that can write fiction, you know, dialogue, all that, which I, I really don't do that. I don't, I've never had any training. And anyway, so now it's turned out that she's not only editing or helping me with a script, she's co-writing it with me. This is a partnership from the divine energies that I will, that I brought in. Please understand that I brought it in. I allowed the divine energies in. And so I am, in, my soul chose to honor it, accept it, utilize it, manifest it, and I did. And you can too. The third partnership I brought in was multiple people who are been in my groups, friends and, and people in my groups that started even before COVID where we would just meet on a day that wasn't a day. We'd just get together, two or three of us, four of us, five, it depended before COVID, it got up to seven or eight where we're not, I'm not charging. We're just all working together and everybody gets the opportunity to tune in, chime in, help one another, including me. So but after COVID, now it's smaller, it's on the phone, uh, it's, you know, doing it on the phone. But these are partnerships in a way that are so meaningful to me. It's the connections with the community that I've created and that continues despite COVID and we're helping each other. And it's just been fabulous. Um, so those are three that I've done, that I can give you personal experience with, the vision, the, um, the divine spine, and the divine partner. Currently, I'm working on divine transformation. And I've just started because it's really a goal of mine to transform on every level, and I'm not going to get into it. But now what I want to do is I want to just see how the timing. Oh, okay. I want to help you figure out what you could do, how you can use the, this divine energy just to empower yourself. Well, number one, divine love. If you say, I am divine love, I am divine love, and really focus on it, that is the highest healing energy that you can possibly utilize. You'll never go wrong if you can't think of anything else to do that one. You'll never go wrong. And I put it in every healing. I bathe in it. Every healing and I 
I bathe everybody else in, in it too. It's very, very important, wonderful, significant energy. However, if you want to do specific energies like I did, there's many you can do. If you are a creative person, no matter what you do, call in divine creativity. Now, please understand that you may find it leads you somewhere that you don't expect. Maybe you're a painter and for some reason you get drawn into photography or um, some sort of moving pictures. Just understand to not expect anything, not assume anything, not put limits on it by believing, oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. If you're a creative person and you want to develop your creativity, divine creativity, I'd go for it, guys. But it can be anything. If you have any health problems, you can use the divine energies to help yourself with your health. Like, let's say you have kidney problems or liver problems or heart problems. You know, divine heart. And just keep saying, I am divine heart. But focus on it, guys. Remember, we need to focus to allow it in. Please understand the timing is how fast it will come in, how fast you will absorb the energy is determined by your soul. Your, your human soul makes that determination. So please don't get discouraged if you don't seem to think there's anything changing. I know one person who used divine heart and they had an, an, aortic aneurysm not very big where they watched and it's actually getting smaller but it's taken a couple of years he doesn't really use it quite like i'm using it but whenever i work on him i call in divine heart and his aneurysm is getting smaller so it's not a lot but it is shrinking instead of getting bigger good thing right now you can't compare anybody else's aneurysm with his because his might be in a different place different severity, different, different, different. Don't make a generalization. But if you have any kind of issue, please call in whatever the energy is that you would like to use. Now, how about financial security, right? Don't we often want to have better finances, more security, uh, more resources? The really good divine energy for that one is divine material balance. And I especially like that energy because it's not tied to only finances. That energy, you may have heard me say in the past, or maybe I've said in the last couple of days, I mean, last couple of podcasts, I don't know. But divine material balance is an energy that materializes from the abstract to the concrete. It often plays out with finances, but it's not just finances. It always plays out because it's a divine energy in utter balance and in the highest ideal. So you're not going to materialize something that who wants that, right? That's not going to happen. Divine material balance can also help you materialize gifts and talents, positive relationships at higher levels, anything. You can materialize anything, but it does often work through financial arenas. And so that is a great one. You could also do divine financial security, anything. You are only limited by your own imagination. You don't have to go by me. And if you have my first book at the back, which is very, very limited list at this point, um, there are some divine energies listed there. 
Um, I'm wondering if I have them anywhere else. Mm, I don't think so. I talk about them in every healing I do, and I do different ones in different healings. If you have confusion, if you have um, perspectives that you know are limited or discolored in some way, you know, you can call in divine clarity of vision and expanded perception or just divine expanded perception. It can help you. How about divine insight? You want to start getting ideas. You want to start moving forward, getting those aha moments. And how about divine insight? Anything that you can think of. I think I wrote a couple of helped. How about divine trust? Um, maybe you, you, you don't trust yourself. You don't appreciate yourself or you don't dare accept what you think, your own opinion. How about divine validation or divine trust or divine anything along that? Divine acceptance. Um, I did think of another one, and I'm just going to put it out there. I actually have never suggested it to the few people that I know that are um, have addiction patterns. I've not suggested it, but I because I was doing this today, I'm going to suggest it to them. How about if you have addiction patterns and you're trying very hard to shift and move into sobriety, how about divine sober? Now, please understand that these divine energies aren't instead of doing any anything that you're doing to main you know to help yourself it's not about giving everything up any other techniques or um, ways to help yourself um, but the divine sober for example you wouldn't want to give up if you're an AA member or you are going to therapy or maybe it's some uh, maybe you're some sort of addict um, on heroin or something that you're taking uh, methadone or some other anti, you know, you know, to keep you sober. It's not about going off or stopping those things. It's about starting with the divine sober. It should help facilitate your movement into sobriety. Maybe it'll take months or even a year, but without it, you may never have been successful. I would recommend the divine sober or divine sobriety or divine freedom from addiction. You can choose how you think of it. You're not limited again by my words. And again, I don't mean to be stepping off into a place that says, oh, this is an instant fix. This is the magic bullet. It isn't. It's an additional tool in our arsenal to get better, to expand, to move forward. Divine movement or unfoldment is another big one. Divine unfoldment. I use it a lot when I do my healings. It's not one that I use separately all day long. I, I have not done that because I use it so much otherwise. But you can. You can pick and choose what you would like to do how you would like to unfold your life, how you would like to make your life happen. And again, it's unexpected. The timing is completely up in the air. Each individual would be different. Um, but don't forget to focus. Focus on it. Think about it. 30 seconds. I am divine love. Ooh. And this will open up and shift the energetics in your life opening in your highest ideal.
those divine energies that we all carry, they know best for each of us, much better than I know about for you or you would know for me. Okay? Now, I'm going to wind up now. Um, I want to say you can email me. I've mentioned this before at and will every time most likely until my website gets up. I'm at jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. That's jvictorvictor, VV as in Victor Victor, M as in Mary, Richmond, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D, at gmail.com. And you can please send me an email anytime to ask me a question, make a comment, um, get my help in whatever way, and I will certainly answer you back. It may not be immediately, but I always personally answer back, and I will. Meanwhile, I wish you all a good weekend, good, well, practically the end of the weekend, a good week, and I will be back. I, I Again, it's day by day. I'm, not, I'm never sure, and but I do absolutely love it. I love being back, and I just wish you all the best, and I send divine love to each and every one of you. Okay.